It is Cindy's choice to be brave and make a difference. Cindy here. And I am so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Again, you're so much a part of this. And here I go, rabbit trail. I know what I want to talk about, but I want to talk about you for a minute because you really are key to this. And, you know, you're, you are all I've had for such a long stretch of this journey. Now, I want you to get this because I hate sounding all pitiful. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's hard, you know, when I started first sharing, you know, I didn't want to share about being homeless. That's embarrassing. You know, again, I, I've, I've been pushed to this point. I've been on live radio and being invited to speaking engagements and city leaders and, and really great people within the community have said, Cindy, tell your story. You need to tell your story. And so, you know, I'm out there telling it, but it, it's hard for me. I've, I've never, I've never played victim as much as I've been victimized. I have never, ever like felt like a victim or, you know, got sucked into that role. Um, it, it doesn't, um, yes, you're victimized and yes, you become a victim, but you can't own it. You can't own it. And I guess because, you know, I had to be brave from such a young age. It, it just, you know, I couldn't feel like a victim as a child because then I would have had to recognize that I was being victimized by my own mother. You don't, how do you, how do you process that as a young child? You don't. You go into denial and you be brave. But, you know, this journey, as I've been sharing with you, and, and I recognize how necessary a lot of the suffering and hardship I've been through has been for me. Um, we all need to suffer. We all need to struggle. It's a part of growth. It's just life. You know, it, that's just life. But, you know, my journey is planned out for me to help me get where I'm striving to be. And I wasn't healthy. And it's, it's taken a lot, a whole lot to get me to a place, you know, to, to not be codependent on the wrong things and to not be pulled back by the wrong things because that's all I had. When you're in that environment, when that's your support system and you're out there on your own and things get tough and, you know, you need some help, you, you fall back because you can't fall forward. If, if you haven't cultivated that ground yet. So it's tough. And so you do, you've got to, you got to go a stretch on your own. And that's hard. We're not, we're not meant to be alone. No, that's, again, that's what we're put here for relationships, relationships with God and relationships with each other. So this is kind of a confusing message and, and hard for people to understand because, you know, we need each other yet, you know, I'm talking about celebrating and collaborating and, you know, how much more we can do together. But then on the other hand, it's like how much stronger you get when you go it alone. Well, that's for a season. And that may be very necessary for a season. And it's that's that's how you know who you are 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 it. That's how you grow and get healed, you know, without the wrong influences. So, you know, I had that season you know, I delve in to the church and Christianity and, le and learning, you know, oh, okay, this is how it works. And that's the direction I want to go. And, you know, kind of experience some community 
And then when I got thrown back out into the wilderness, there it was a very long stretch before, you know, it, well, that was the, that was the trick is I kind of kept feeling like I had to accept help that I didn't want to accept. And I finally had to get to that place like, no, it's up to me. And that's why I faced the homelessness. And again, I didn't get there on my own. It, it was a process. Um, I was literally kind of, you know, I was about to say I was tricked into that. <laughs> God tricked me. But he did it in love. <laughs> and um, you know, that's where I had to get. And just like, all right, here I am. And I was tempted. You know, when I share more about that experience of being completely homeless on the streets in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I got tempted. I reached out to one of those rescuers back in Texas. But, you know, what had happened through the way I'd been led, it gave me some distance. So you know, I immediately, it wasn't so easy to get rescued from someone in Texas when you're in Tennessee. And it gave me a minute to stop and think like, wait a minute, it doesn't matter <laughs> what I'm dealing with here, you know, and, and what I'm facing here, I can't go back to that, because that was killing me. So do I go face that danger that, you know, I know is detrimental? Or do I step out in faith in what in a very dangerous situation? and trust the way God is guiding me. And that, you know, that's what I did. And that's a whole different kind of brave. It's a whole different kind of brave. And, um, but that's what I want to talk more about is brave is courage. But I kind of want to stay with where I was going about that stretch of, loneliness and how important you have been in this process. And I had to do it. I had to do it on my own because I wasn't attracting the right people then. Yet also I was learning, you know, I was learning love. I was building my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I was learning to trust myself because I had, I do depend on Jesus and I had stayed tight with Jesus for so long that I kind of had that kind of perspective now. So I could trust me. That was like, that's a pretty cool feeling when you can trust yourself because you know it's not you. <laughs> it's like I, I have, you know, and I'm, I'm still kind of at that place where, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, it, it, it's, I, I can trust me. I make good decisions now. Cindy's choice. I make good choices. That's the whole point of that. I make good choices and we'll get off on choices again a lot because, you know, that's the greatest gift we're ever given, the gift of choice. We all get to make our own choices. And I'm so thankful I did choose Jesus and following him on this journey, this adventure, because it has been, you know, it's hard for me. I'm not like, it's been so hard. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's been so hard. And that's why I'm so amazed at what's happening now and and this is why I'm understanding why I never made it that far before. And it's why I'm understanding that it's so important that I express to you that it is worth whatever it takes. But during that stretch, kind of when I started talking on the radio, well, there really wasn't anyone else to listen. And you were there. And so this is pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible that um, you've been able to be a part of this process and support me the way you have by just listening and, you know, and of course, again, when I first got on radio, 
I was loading up with guests. I was, um, I was like, how can I help the community? How can I help, you know, support people and help people? And I, but it, it evolved and I, I kind of got pushed and got pushed until, um, I was like doing solo, uh, radio shows, even got nominated in Chattanooga as radio person, like best of the best radio personality, which was bizarre because there's these like long time, full time icons that were on that list. And you know, it, I just got pushed. And then when I realized, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is, you know, I, it, it's this is so important. And it's not just because I needed to process and, you know, the story needs to be told, but it's because this is for the community. This is for you. So you needed to be a part of this. But I'm telling you, it, it's um, it is so important that. We go it on our own for a season. Again, we're, we're built for relationship. And now, like I share, I'm attracting this incredible network. Way, way better than I was attracting before. But it took, you know, I had to break free from some pretty toxic environments over and over again. And I, I had to get serious about really breaking free long enough to get my, you know, improve myself. And get where I needed to get to attract better. And that's happened. But that just got me off on a rabbit trail because I want to thank you. You're such a huge, huge part of this. And I'm still, you know, I'm still processing. We're still getting this figured out together. And kind of what I did want to talk about is that brave thing. It's brave to go it alone. Um, let me tell you. But, you know, it's weird because we're all so afraid of loneliness. Loneliness is, oh, my goodness. It's tough. And I can remember not recognizing like being so confident and so capable and but now in hindsight I look back and realize how uncomfortable I was being like alone when I was younger it's I stayed busy and stayed around lots of people and you know just always had something going but we need that time with ourselves and we need to take on something you know we you know on, on our own it's growth and it's how we you know, lonely to me, I don't even look at, I still get tinges of loneliness. Of course I do. But to me, it's kind of like a, uh, I embrace it because that's what kind of led me to Jesus. That's what kind of got me where I can do things on my own and got me to focus on Jesus more and, you know, kind of understand and find the purpose in my life and, you know, get away from the busy. So it, it's, it's just, it's so necessary, but it, it does take courage. It's hard. It is so hard to go it alone. And that's why I kind of get emotional because, you know, I think about how when I speak and go out there, hands on the streets with those that are homeless. And that's, you know, I, I recognize how brave they are. And that the, the, the stereotypes that most people uh, perceive of those that are homeless, this, it's just not true. Um, there's some of the bravest people you'll ever meet out there. Cause I know, cause I was there and I know what it takes to just to get through a single day when you're out there. It's tough, but you know, I share about being, you know, Cindy's choice to be brave and make a difference because you can't, you can't make a difference if you're not brave. Listen, you can't accomplish anything or have a fulfilled life if you're not brave. And it, it starts with, you know, integrity, that's kind of my whole story. 
I fought for my integrity. I, I kept getting compromised and I'd run from that and, you know, get in a situation again where everyone around me was like, they're doing it. Why, you know, I guess I need to do it, but it doesn't feel right. I'm going to run again, you know, just constantly confused. But knowing that I wanted to hold on to my standards and I wasn't judging anyone else. No, that's not it at all. I, you know, I just knew that, I, you know, you get better results uh, when you hold on to your virtues and hold on to your integrity, build your integrity. But it's, it's crazy how brave isn't, it's not that easy to, to kind of recognize, like I've, I've, I've always been brave, but I guess what I'm saying is where it comes from. Where does that courage come from? Well, do you want it to come from confidence? Well, there's, that can still kind of mess you up because I've always been brave, always. I had to be. Like I said, when I was a child, uh, my own mother was like the pr predator <laughs> that I, you know, your parents protect you from. Uh, I had to be brave from the get-go. It, it was about survival. Uh, it, it was about facing with, you know, just, oh my goodness, you know, I talk about those that are being exploited by my own mother, you know, handed off to pedophiles and escaping these adults. You know, it, it was brave for me. I, I you know... <laughs> It's hard to talk about because, uh, you know, I was molested, for goodness sakes. I mean, they're kind of having their way with me. And it, but at some point, I get brave enough to be, to fight, to fight and run. And, you know, part of pedophiles being successful is grooming their victims. And, you know, I felt that, especially like with the one, um, that was like my mom's boyfriend's brother. She knew he was a pedophile. She had told me that. <laughs> and she's dropping me off at his house to clean his apartment. Uh, it's supposed to be my job, but I didn't get paid because she got paid. And he, you know, I recognize how he'd been grooming me. I worked for him at his um, detail shop. And I could tell the kinds of things he was saying that were inappropriate and stuff like that. But he did, you know, kind of pull me in a little bit where, you know, he, he was making me feel like an adult. He was making me feel attractive and so forth like that. And then, you know, he started, you know, taking it a stepfather and, you know, being physical with me. And, you know, it was like I kind of went with it briefly, like it. it but then I, it's like there was a struggle there. And I was so thankful that when, it, you know, at some point I like, uh-uh, no, I break and I run and I do whatever I can to make it, you know, evident that I'm going to fight. And then, and each time I did that, it would just kind of go away. It never got dealt with. Like once I could stand up uh, to something like that, it would go away, but never got dealt with. It didn't mean that my mother didn't, you know, set me up again. <laughs> Or, or whatever might, you know, happen there. But at least it stopped for that moment, you know, for in that instance. And that set the pattern for my life. Oh, I'm getting compromised, run. Oh, I'm getting compromised, run. And, and it did give me like a fighting spirit. And it did make me brave. But it was a bravery out of desperation. I, I, I just didn't have any choice. And then I, I noticed 
I was super brave, <laughs> very bold and brave. And just like I talk about how I was in management in um, high volume upscale um, nightclubs in Dallas, Texas. Well, there there was um, I was easily recognized because I, I, I was always a top performer. I had you know, great personality. I didn't do drugs. <laughs> they had spotters then. They knew I was honest. I wasn't stealing. That was, but I still had to make some pretty bold moves because, you know, there was men twice my age that wanted those positions. I had to be very brave in what, you know, once what came against me from my peers and so forth like that when I took those positions. But I realized back then, and you know, it's, and then, you know, oh my gosh, okay, I got to share this really quick. There was this, like, there were, this was, um, in, in Dallas around this time in the, like, kind of mid to later 80s, they had singles apartments. And I don't think that's allowed anymore. I think there's some, I think it was a good idea because I don't think like the singles ought to be, I think the families ought to have their own space. But there were all these single departments. That's all that lived there. Oh my, Party Central. And um, I mean, lots of celebrities like the Dallas Cowboys and so forth like that. And I was always invited to these pool parties and stuff like that at these singles apartments. Well, I was like the one girl, we're at the pool party and, um, you know, there's pool volleyball and party and all this going on and. Um, the, you know, there's that one crazy that goes on the top of the clubhouse and jumps in the pool and everybody's laughing and thinking, oh, my gosh. Right. Well, guess who's the next crazy to go climb up on the roof and jump in the deep end of the pool? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, they can do it. I can do it. I, there was just something in me. And then, my goodness, I'm a... Um, a certified like here hang glider pilot. I'm I'm not active anymore, but I've had over a hundred mountain flights, flown cross country, high winds, all kinds of adventures, hang gliding. And you know, there what it took for me to take that on. I, at the time only five percent of the hang glider pilots were women. Only like two percent were cross of all of all hang glider pilots were cross country pilots. There I was out there flying cross country, landing in unfamiliar landing fields with, oh, we'll talk about that sometime, crazy situations and, um, you know, hitchhiking back, <laughs> you know, to, to the um, flight park or whatever. It was like, but that was, uh, you know, I look back now and that was kind of a, a brave, I mean, I, I took lessons. Hang gliding's not, a, you know, it's a skill. You go take lessons and you learn and you, you know, you get better and, um, I, you know, I did really well with that, but it was more of a kind of trying to prove myself. It's like, I was like, I had no idea that's what was going on with me. And it, it you know, there was just this drive for me to prove I could do it, you know, and that came from my very dysfunctional beginnings. But, um, you know, it, it, it there was, I was always brave, but it wasn't a healthy brave. It was just, it was kind of brave that can get you in trouble. And now the kind of courage, uh, the courage that comes through faith and, it, you know, faith, faith is a, you, you got to be careful there because you can have faith in anything, but faith in the right source <laughs> and, and faith in the confidence of, you know, what you're meant to do and where you're going and you know, it's not you is <laughs> just really, really incredible. And, you know, your courage is constantly tested. It's like your integrity. 
Like that's the whole story of my life. My integrity was constantly tested. I kept breaking and compromising, but no, not for long. You know, I'd roll with that because out of whatever desperate kind of, you know, decision or in the beginning it was ignorance and confusion and then it was desperation and then, but I recognized every time, this is not me. This is not the standard I want for myself. And I was always finding a way to break free and start over clean until I got there, until I learned what it takes, the kind of courage that I have now so that I can't be corrupted. And, and that's Cindy's choice. And, it, and it's pretty incredible because this freedom, this kind of empowerment, you know, this kind of confidence, oh, it, it's a crazy high. It, it's, it's like, you know, it, it, it's a high. It's amazing. This kind of peace, listen to me, peace that comes from, you know, having that kind of courage. And don't think I don't get scared. It's just, you know, you're always called to greater courage, but it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm taking bigger steps right now. And I feel, I kind of feel that fear come on, but I address it right away. I'm like, uh-uh, I know, <laughs> I know exactly what's going on here. It's, um, no, I, it just makes me want to, where's the next brave step? What, what can I do next? But I'm learning too. It's like, I can't just be like I was before. Like what mountain can I run off of? You know, what well, it's no, it's not like that at all. It's very strategic. And we'll be talking about that a lot more in future segments here as I share these insights from Cindy on Cindy's choice. Um, but I thank you for tuning in to another segment of this destitute to destiny story that you are a part of. And you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave you with love because I love you. And if you find that if you go out there, just lead with love. We'll dig into that more. Just lead with love. Give people the benefit of the doubt. You can keep your distance, but give people the benefit of the doubt. Seek first to understand and go make good choices.